listening to Fear the Inthcast. I'm JD. I'm Jason. What's up, man? We're in it. We're here. We've done it. We got together yes. to record this week. Yeah, we did. It's been a crazy week. It has been Summer's a crazy been week. Crazy. Summers are always crazy, but I feel like this summer has been crazier than normal. Yeah. I don't know why. People been leaving and coming and going. <laughs> right. And been, M- moving. Right. Having work. babies. Yeah. Work. I mean, it's just crazy. Babies are coming out of the yin yang. So many babies. It's popping out everywhere. Yeah. All girls. This is crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. But you know, we got to record. We got to record. Because we don't have to. We want to. Well, it's both. Well, a little bit of both. <laughs> it's a little bit of both. I mean, we have to because we have our adoring audience that wants to hear us. Oh, yeah? And then we get to because we like to. They, I bet they do adore. <laughs> well, some of them. <laughs> I, I wouldn't blame them. I bet five or ten There's of them There's a lot do. to adore. It's true. That adore is very away. true. Oh, man. So, Preacher. Yeah. It's getting a little out there now. Like, we, we tried to warn y'all. <laughs> About what was coming in season two, and that season one was just a little bit of a teaser for what the possibilities that were going to happen. And we we tried to tell you when we first saw Hair Star as well. You know, you don't really understand what this dude is. He's a bad mofo. Um, but I love that we got to see a little bit. Not a little bit. We saw a lot of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of who His, Hair Star yeah, is. Him coming to be. And uh, yeah. why he is the way he is, for sure. No, I like that. It was... Especially for me, not knowing the comics, just getting a little bit of backstory and why he is. Well, not really. You don't really find out why he is the way he is. You just see how he is. Right. <laughs> You're it's like, just, oh, 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 wow. Something that must have happened to you in your childhood. <laughs> something terrible. Yes. Because something Nazi-ish. Be, because wow, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's only that's the only word to describe hair star. Just wow. His only relief. His only piece of humanity is that chain connecting his two nipples. Did you, did you know what that made me think of? That made me think of John B. Macklemore. Oh, yeah? It's just what it made me John think B. of. Because uh, Shit Town, if you haven't listened to Shit Town, we don't normally plug other podcasts, oh, but that podcast is out there. Yep. And it's just a, a glimpse into humanity. Kind of like. He was both smart and insane. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Cool podcast. Yeah. So if you do you want to start with Hair Star or do you want to kind of finish with him and talk about everything else that yeah. happened? We can talk about him a little bit later. Okay. We can just kind of go into like where they are. So basically right now they've checked all the jazz clubs. The last jazz club in New Orleans. Right. No God to be found. And Jesse is starting to question, maybe I was wrong. Maybe New Orleans wasn't the answer. Right. Well, I mean, it was the only lead you had, so I don't think there's anything wrong with y'all coming to New Orleans and checking it out. Yeah. But I, th- I think he's kind of looking back and thinking about all the things that have happened in New Orleans so far. I mean, if you really look at it, even since the beginning of this season, and how many episodes is this? Is seven. seven. This is seventh, yeah. So a lot has happened, really. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's gone through all these jazz clubs in New Orleans. Uh, Tulip has gotten into trouble with her ex, mm-hmm. well, was her husband. Right. And he died, and Jesse lost part of his soul. Like, we find out that Cassidy has a, a really old son. Right. There's just, there's a lot that's kind of happened, and New Orleans is is kind of the, the key that opened that door. Yeah. And 
not a lot of it's been good. I think that's no, <laughs> none of it really. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. I mean, and even to in this episode, after they leave the jazz club, they're like, let's go have some fun. You know, let's blow off some steam. And I can't, I'm sure there is a club in New Orleans like the Hurt Locker. Oh, yeah. I, I, I firmly believe that places I'm sure like there that is exist. a man dog named God in New Orleans. <laughs> I would not be surprised. I've been there. I've walked those to the streets. man god, or no, no, no. Just, <laughs> I didn't go down that door. That's why you know. That's why you're sure. I wasn't asking for God there. <laughs> you know, I wonder how many people go to New Orleans now and like is is God around? God. Have, you, have you seen God? Yeah. Just because if if someone hasn't opened up that attraction, they need to, right? Because they could make that's a money maker. I mean, ten thousand dollars to participate. It's kind of money maker you could only do in New Orleans. Yeah, or strange towns like that. If you live in New Orleans, no offense, <laughs> but damn. 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 Yeah. Okay, so the Hurt Fun Locker, place. what a crazy club. Like, I like guns. I like to shoot yeah, things. Yeah. But you're not going to find me shooting people <laughs> for kicks. I don't know, man. I mean, it's just, no, <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not going to do it because I feel like the liability involved with that is just not worth the risk. I don't think they were worried about the liability. Well, clearly. Clearly. But I'm just saying me as a person. I am going to go out on a limb and say one or two of those guys might have had a record already. Oh, yeah. You don't think that was all above board? <laughs> you don't think they got that clear? There was no regulations. They got that clear for the city. So, I mean, a minute to get up. And the odds are different and depending on the size of the gun. So right. we've got a ringer. Cassidy can't oh, die. Yeah. Can't die. I mean, I guess he could if you did it with like a wooden bullet or a stake or something, but just shooting him with a normal bullet. Just eh. Blast off his head. I mean, he actually, just, he would still probably live through that. Didn't, I would think so. Maybe. I mean, he got his fingers cut off and they came yeah, back by the did. end of the episode. I mean, mostly, not all the way. Yeah. So, so, so Tulip. After her, she makes out with Cassidy for what seemed like a, a bit too long. Oh, and and Jesse did not like this make out. No. And I think Jesse's learning some things about Tulip that he's not real fond of. You know, I mean, there's been a lot that's happened in their lives. But after she makes out with Cassidy and they all leave, she just gets pissed drunk. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't been sleeping. And I think that's right. why she decides to get just totally shit faced because, oh, maybe now I can sleep. And, yeah. and not remember anything. Yeah, because she's being haunted by the the saint of killers and that death grip that he had on her. Do you think that's a product of who he was, or just that Tulip's never felt a feeling like that? Before? I thought I thought that same thing that like maybe it was just like you know being choked by a soulless man, right? You know that is haunting her in her sleep. But honestly, it could just be like PTSD sure. from the whole situation. Yeah. I mean, and I would, I wouldn't put it past them to give the saint those kind of powers to where if you escaped death from him, right. you're going to be haunted, haunted by, him by him because that's not a normal occurrence for him to not kill you when he decides he's going to kill you. I mean, and it was like yeah. inception. It was like a dream within a dream. It was. Which got inception so good. I see the spin the top. I was listening to the Inception soundtrack the other day. It's a good soundtrack. It really is, dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> really a, epic. I was I was doing it at work and I was just tense the whole time. Like, <laughs> what am I doing to myself? <laughs> I've, I've got, I've got I a deadline. I never imagine a situation where I'm listening to the Inception soundtrack at work. I had a deadline. Just getting really stressed out. Right. It's a deadline. It's like, I got to get this oh, done shit. before the end of this song. Yeah. Damn it. That's awesome. So, um, Tulip, something's not right. And she's trying to tell Jesse, and Jesse is just kind of blowing her off. And, and I, that's that's what they always do. Yeah. They always blow each other off. And then they wonder, you know, Jesse's wondering why she's making out with Cassidy and why he's getting jealous. And I'm like, what What do you expect? Right. Like, it, it, I don't think he understands who Tulip is. Or they've said many times, like, you're bad for, we're bad for each other. You're bad for me. I'm bad for you. Why are we doing this? Right. But for some reason, there's this attraction that they have to each other, maybe stemming from when they were kids. I mean, but it's it doesn't seem to be the best situation for either one of them. Yeah. And that either one of them are happy with each other. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. I'm interested to see how the relationship plays out, because I feel like there's a lot in between them now that's not going well. Yeah, and I think we got a little glimpse into what could become with with Cassidy and his jealousness. Yeah. And just just in that scene where he was like, "Yeah, I lo- no, I love you." And they kiss, and it was obviously very real to Cassidy. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to get really tired of it being really real and than, you know, him waking up from a dream. Right. You know? It, yeah. There's some feelings there that he wasn't prepared for at right. all. And then Tulip, I mean, we said we were going to talk about Star later, so let's just finish Tulip's story. At the end, she goes back to the Hurt Locker, and she's like, look, bitches, we came in and we robbed you blind. Yeah. Uh, my boyfriend's not dead. He's fine. But I'm going to give you the chance to make your money back if one of you will shoot me. And then she gets shot. And gets up and says, do that shit again. Fill it up again. Yeah. It's so good. When it hits your lips, it's just so good. It's like she was like conquering this fear that she's having. Because right before she got shot, the the guy shooting her kind of turned into the Santa Killers. Right. And yeah, it was like just facing the fear. Sure. I mean, in, but if the Santa Killers had shot her, she'd be dead. <laughs> she'd be screwed. Yeah, because that gun is a, it's a little different. Yeah. It's, it's just a little different. And so, and then Cassidy, let's talk about him for a minute. He was with Dennis, and he he <laughs> just totally misunderstanding Dennis. I'm happy too, Dennis. <laughs> yeah. oh, this is great. I'm yeah. having a great time. Yep. For some reason, there was a French professor from Tulane there. He's like, yeah. um, he's been trying to tell you <laughs> that he hates you. What did he say? Whatever he got up, he was like, I feel like I need to butt in here. You know, y'all's conversation is not really like matching up or whatever. Right. And he's like, what would you know about it? I am the head of the French department at Tulane University. Oh, well then. (laughs) Yeah. But Dennis, he's dying. Yeah. We've all known that. He's clearly very sick. His lungs are failing. Congestive heart failure, I believe what it was. Yeah. Which is fluid around the heart, which is, and then also in your lungs. It's not a good thing. I'm not a doctor, so don't quote me on that. I may edit that shit So it might be a good thing. Yeah. We're not doctors. I mean, I should play one on TV. Yeah. So Dennis, though, comes at Cass with, I mean, like, this is the ultimate blackmail, the ultimate bribe, the ultimate, you're a shitty father, but you can make up for everything yeah. by doing this one thing. Make me live forever. Oh, man. That's tough, because Cassidy does not like the fact that he's living forever. 
I mean, who would? No. Yeah, that would get old. I mean, to watch everybody that you know and love die. Yeah. You know, get, get you start off as babies, get older than you. Like Cassidy, that's Cassidy's baby. Yeah. But she's now older than Cassidy is going to die way before Cassidy I, ever does. I would never want to outlive my kid. No. No. I would way rather die. <laughs> Absolutely. I would <laughs> I like that's a Me and Robin are super morbid. Yeah. So I always tell her like, "Hey, like if you're about to die, I'm going to make sure I kill myself first. <laughs> so for the first while, early into our marriage, we would tell each wow. other how we would kill you tell each other how you do first. it? Wow. She was like, yeah, we, we said some fucked up shit. But that's our relationship. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't recommend that for everybody. <laughs> no, I, I don't at all. <laughs> We're just really dark, morbid people. And I know. But, but the wow. idea there is that I, I don't want to be alive if she's not, you know. That's, there's, there's love behind it. Yeah, it's perfect intention. But yeah, so, to, but Cassidy's had to watch everybody go. And really cool thing he says, like, if you don't give me this everlasting life, then I'll die hating you. And Cassidy was like, do. most people do. But, I mean, it's probably not a, a fun process to become a vampire anyway. Oh. <laughs> I mean... I'm sure there's some sort of transition. <laughs> right. I mean, I I, can't, I mean, I don't think it's like Twilight or whatever bullshit that was. Maybe yeah. it's like... Diamond in, skin? Yeah, in True Blood, where uh, you just suck the blood out of your victim and then lay in a grave with them all night, and then they become a vampire. That doesn't seem that bad. No. <laughs> You sleep through most of it. <laughs> I mean, you just have right. you're just uh, desanguinated or whatever. A really bad hangover. But Cass, that's oh man, I just can't imagine what that would be like to know that you could have done better as a father, and you have a chance to redeem yourself, but it's a price and a curse that you're putting on your kid. Like, what what, what would the trade off be for that? Like, my son won't hate me anymore, but I've basically cursed him for the rest of his life. Like, right. You know, nobody wants to die. A lot of people are afraid of dying. I understand that. It's a scary thought. So Dennis maybe is just grasping at whatever he can because well, he doesn't want to die. Yeah, he's mad. He doesn't want to die. But this is... Cassidy knows how much he's failed in his life, so this is the last way he can show that he cares about Dennis. Right. Shows that he loves him. He's like, I'm not going to give you this. Because it's not great. It's not worth Trust it. Trust me. It's not worth it. I would rather you die hating me than you never die. Yeah. It's what it seems like Cass is coming to. And then Jesse, um, he had some of the best dialogue that I think they've had in the show with that street preacher. That Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, Jesse's trying to get some reassurance from an unlikely source. Trying to ask some deep theological, deep life questions to this dude that admits, he's like, I'm a drunk, I'm an alcoholic, yeah. I do this. It's basically a scam. I, I do this <laughs> as a scam so that I can pay rent because I'm an alcoholic and I can't keep yeah. a job. Yeah. And these people that are coming to New Orleans have already are already kind of scared, already have some fears and doubts about what's going on in the world, especially since Tom Cruise blew up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm just going to profit from that while I can, which isn't, I don't know, seems like an okay thing, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever. But then Jesse, the big question that he asks, he's like, you people are selling their part of their souls, right? So I have this parishioner, nobody I know, <laughs> nobody you know. Nobody, yeah. Um, and he... I have this friend, doctor, 
Uh, he keeps having wet dreams. <laughs> right. So if he sells 1% of his soul, it would fix all his problems, and it would help his friends who are in trouble. I would tell him to give his friends a kidney. <laughs> yeah. Because I think we're going to... I think that's a bigger deal than maybe they made it out to be, because the dude from Go-Go, Happy Soul, whatever his name was... Yeah. Made it seem like it wasn't going to be a big deal. Well, but I, that's just him being a salesperson. Yeah, salesman. There's no way that's not a big deal to lose part of your soul. You're not no. a complete soul anymore, and you just, my you soul won't even notice. Bullshit. You won't notice. Yeah, but yeah, I would. I would say we've already kind of. I don't know. Do you feel like you've seen the effect of that in Jesse's character? Well, I feel like. He's maybe more somber, less understanding. He just, and I didn't know if that was from him losing his soul or for, or from him making the decision to get rid of it. You know, I don't yeah. know if that's just a repercussion of him actually having less soul. Yeah. You know? Right. I think eventually we'll find out. That's kind of what I'm kind of trying to process through to see if it's like, oh, that 1% was the part of me that enjoyed things. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be fully, fully soulful. To Remember be. feelings, right? Right. <laughs> No, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I never had them. You remember back in high school. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, and another thing <laughs> was kind of funny. The street preacher was like, you know, if you're looking for evidence for the end of the world, it's people selling their souls. Right. <laughs> it's probably a pretty good place to start. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit, people are selling their souls for money. What That, that seems like a bad thing. Right. It seems like it's not great. Yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about Hairstar. Which is most of the episode. Most of the episode, because the episode's called Pig, and it's because in Vietnam, there's a flying pig. A pig that's just flying. And, of course, it becomes an object of worship because the damn pig is flying. Sure. You know, when pigs fly is an expression. Yes. And if you know the comics, it's it's like a big deal when the pig is flying is a sign of things to come that are not great for the grail and things that they believe in. So, the pig flying... Oh, really? Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. Pig flying is a big deal. That's why when Hairstar saw it, he was like, shit, this is bad. So, first impressions huh. of Hairstar... Well, I don't even know where to start. What do you, what do you think? Like, because yeah. you didn't know anything about him. Right. So, coming in cold, what did you think seeing his little story? I don't know. I My first impressions of him whenever he came on the screen... I don't know. I it, This is one of those shows where I have to, like, take a step back from everything that I feel like is overdone and kind of cartoonish sure. or... Like over exaggerated, and I have to be like, "Oh, this is preacher." It's it's a whole different mindset whenever you're watching a TV show, and so I think whenever I came at Hair Star with that and understanding, yeah, this this just isn't in the realm of things that are here to make sense. <laughs> so sure. So then it starts to be more entertaining, and I think he's, I think he's a cool bad guy. Uh, yeah, mainly. Due to the fact that he's just brutal. Ruthless. Just ruthless. One would even say soulless. Oh, sure. Um, So maybe he has had some dealings with selling his soul. And I mean, we've... Like, repetition and really hammering points is kind of a, a, a decision that this series makes often. Yeah. And so watching Hair Star go through all of those trainings that he did and just proving over and over and over 
what a bastard he is, you yeah. know? Like, he, oh, and just he's a cheap shot. Oh, yeah. He just is every opportunity to just like. Like when he's wrestling that dude, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm a, I'm self filating. Can't you tell? I mean, look what I'm doing. <laughs> right. And the dude gets distracted, so Hairstar takes advantage, beats the dog shit out of him, grabs then walks off screen. Yeah, grabs a baton and destroys and him. And kills him. Yeah. <laughs> and then the dude's like, yeah, um, distraction is totally a valuable uh, resource sometimes. Right. Um, pay, take notes. Pay yeah. attention. Yeah. He's just like, he's, he's insane, and he just doesn't care. There's no honor inside of him. Right. And then the romance, God, I love that scene. That one dude like was totally schmoozing it and yeah. convinced it, and then he just looks at it and goes, All "Right, bitch, <laughs> give me what I want, bitch, or I'm going to kill you and your family." <laughs> yeah. Well, why, why play it pretenses? Right. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And then uh, where he, he down to the last two? Did you did you know that's what was going to happen? Oh yeah, that was so obvious. Oh yeah. The dude shot first, and he's like, "Man, where you go? Good luck. Good luck." <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> "Got this." Who else? Who else you got? Who yeah. else do I have? To, oh, and them sitting on that chair. Oh my god! <laughs> and he's just like, mm. Mm. <laughs> you see these nipple rings? I, yeah. I could take a little pain. Yeah. on my uh, naughty bits. You think that's the first time they've had a current going through them? <laughs> that's, no, that's a Friday night for me. Yeah, when I go visit God in New Orleans, I'm jumping car batteries with these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. what? I also liked that they gave us a little bit of backstory about the Grail and what they represent and why they're there. What did you think of that organization? I think it was interesting, the fact that they have Jesus, supposedly. Descendant. In, in a descendant? Yeah. Oh, is that what they yeah, said? Yeah, he had a child. Oh, so okay. Yeah, you're right. He's guarded with machine guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> which was funny. Because is like, yeah, he lives in her heart. I get it. It's like, no, we have him. Right. No. He's guarded by machine yeah. guns. You don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> and Hairstar's like, well, that is brilliant. That's just a brilliant plan. And, yeah. and you wait until it's your turn. And then you take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. Um, I guess. I don't know. Again, it's it's kind of a far fetched organization. So sure, like, uh, I don't know. It's like okay, I guess they're there to secure that the end of the world happens the way it's supposed to, or the way they want it. To. Right, the way they want it to. Yeah. So, because Hair Star is even talking Which, to his boss, and then he throws his boss over the damn right. rail. And I'm right to assume that they're all racist, like oh, bigots. Sure. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. You did notice in the tryout. Um, right. <laughs> they all looked strikingly similar. Right. So yeah, he throws that dude over, and then <laughs> sits in the desk and pulls down the picture of Jesus, and he's like, "I think I'm gonna like it here." Yeah, yeah. The lighting in that scene was really cool. Yeah, I thought this episode was it filmed like really a well. picture out of a comic book. Yeah, with the way he was sitting there, and then he took care of the Vietnam people in. Oh yeah, in a fashion water. that maybe. Because originally he was like, oh, we're going to need like 30 people here and we're just mm-hmm. going to wipe them out. And then, wait, never mind. This water's nasty. Um, I'm just going to kill them all with that. And yeah. Th- some dude came up with a reasoning like what nitrous or whatever was in the water. And that's why the pig floated. Like, yeah. Oh, the. Well, that was like. It was weird because there was a news reporter at the end talking to a robot. Right. <laughs> well, just like 
somebody typing on a computer in a robot voice. <laughs> yeah, like Stephen excuse Hawking. Me, excuse me, are you a scientist? No. Then shut up. <laughs> then shut up, bitch, or whatever. You You're said. so stupid. You can't compete with my intellect. I'm a robot. Yeah. And then Hairstar's next assignment is a New Orleans preacher. Sure. So we've got the saint gone for a little while. I mean, and Jesse lied to Tulip about that. So does the Grail know about Genesis? Yes, because that's who uh, the blonde girl, the yeah. lounge singer, Never she mind. worked for You're the right. Grail. Yep. So she knows that it's legit, and they're like, okay, we need to run this way up the chain because this is serious. Yeah. And I mean, Hair Star uh, is not going to be able to withstand Genesis unless he doesn't hear it. Right. So that's going to be interesting to see how that works. But no more uh, The Saint for a little bit. So Hairstar, I think, is going to be the new villain for the yeah. second half of the season. And this is a show about people chasing and looking for people. Right. <laughs> it's like it. Preacher's looking for God. Saint was looking for Preacher. Now Hairstar's looking for Preacher. And they're always... Tulip, Cassidy, and Jesse are always losing each other. Right. Tulip was looking for Carlos for forever, you know? They're always... Like... Three of these episodes, they is literally have had scenes where they're like, "Where's Cassidy? Hey, where's Tulip? I don't fuck." And it's always Jesse going, "I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, they'll find their way back. I don't care. You know, like I, they can be where they want to be. They're grown ass people. Yeah. You know, if they get in trouble, they can they can handle themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like, and they Cassidy's all- a vampire. He can't die. Right. I mean, we don't want to. We don't want to throw him out in the sun because yeah. he'll die. He'll burn. Sure. But other than he that, can but. Yeah. Other than that, he'll probably be fine. So him I'm, in the morgue. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And him seeing She's like, this happens all the time ever since they started going in tandem. Right. <laughs> With the drunk cart and the dead and cart. The dead cart. <laughs> Do they just have dead people in the street in New Orleans? Is that a thing? Dude, it would not surprise me. Mardi Gras crazy. I mean, he's so heartless. They I've t- only been to New Orleans when it's not Mardi Gras and it's crazy, dude. I guess that's fair. But Bourbon that, Street, dude, that was funny. It's like, oh, this one's dead. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, he's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Tased his ass and he didn't make yeah. it. It was funny. Yeah. Oh, so I thought it was a good episode. It was a good story episode. Yeah, introducing the new villain for them, introducing kind of the dynamics of Tulip and Cassidy and Jesse for a little bit. And how they're kind of struggling with each other and things internally mm-hmm. as well. Because they all have their inner demons and it's going to come to play, I think, in yeah. their relationships. I feel like I'm weighing a lot. I don't know. I'm not ever disappointed, really, by the episodes. But it feels so different from the first season. Oh, totally. And so, a lot of... I think the first season, it was like so fast. Everything was just happening. Yeah. And... You know, one episode after the next, it was just like, boom, a really big, really cliffhanger. And you're just like, oh, I'm excited for the next time. Mm -hmm. You know, and then this feels like a lot slower. And it's a very walking dead. There's a lot more. It is. And, And in that way, I hope they try to like differentiate a little bit. Sure. Just, I don't know, just so we're not going through that same thing and having like, Lol episodes. Right. The problem is right now is Game of Thrones is right. also on. I know. And every fucking episode of Game of Thrones is a ringer. It's good. Sh- it yeah, there's good so shit good. in all of them. I mean, and they've made the season shorter. 
So you're like, ah, they've got to put more in the episodes. Right. Which may not have been a bad idea. Like, instead of doing 10, we're just going to do seven kick-ass episodes. Right. So We'll take the already insane budget right. that we would put into 10 episodes and then divide that extra three insane budgets <laughs> to right. seven. Right. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. I didn't think it was a, a terrible episode by any means. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm ready for some action, ready to see them get after it. So yeah. I'm excited to see what comes, uh, and they, in, when they, as they wrap up the season before, uh, fear the, fear the walking dead returns. Yeah. So. I want to, I definitely want to hear what people are thinking about totally. it. Totally. Because. Yeah. People haven't really been talking to us about these episodes so and, and maybe that's a little on us we need to blast it on twitter a little bit more i think it's probably true we've both just been you've been moving yeah. i've been working like a monster and we'll have yeah. more time but if you're not following following us on twitter you really should um at fear Inthcast on twitter and you can hit us up on there we check it we um we respond to people when they tweet at us. Sometimes we tweet things out. So if you want to reach us on that, you can. If you want to send us an email, we also respond to those. If you if you feel like you have a lot to say or you don't want to say something publicly, it's totally fine. Fear at nthcast.com. And if you want to check out our website, it's uh, fearnthcast.com, where it's got all of our old episodes, show notes, things like that. And you can find everything yep. on the website. Anything else? No, I think that's about it. Sweet. Well, we will be back next week with Preacher, and uh, eventually we are going to talk about the uh, Walking Dead previews that came out. Oh, yeah. This just wasn't the week because we had a crazy week. Old man Rick. Old man (laughs) Rick with his sweet-ass beard. Yeah. So we will catch y'all next time, but in the meantime, fight the dead. Fear the nth cast.